Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 224. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for West North video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is Caravan Shenanigans. In order to travel through mainland Westnoth to Dantonk, Trick and Hepa sign on as guards to a caravan leaving South Tower. On the first leg to the capital Weldon, the elves delight in meeting many types of humans sharing the route. The caravan manager, a lost child, a fledgling mage, and veteran mercenaries. But criminals from South Tower are on the road as well. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaigns Eastern Invasion, The South Guard, Descent into Darkness, Secrets of the Ancients, and Liberty, with references to Delphidor's memoirs. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You guys had a pleasant couple days in South Tower. And now, you're working elves, earning pay. Wait, before we leave, when she says goodbye, she can can she kiss Alric on the cheek? Roll a coordination! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, can she? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, she has kissed him on the cheek several times before. Yeah. It's uh, already documented that such things happen. So it's a proper goodbye. I'm going to establish this. Established. If he lets her. He does not object to Hella kissing him on the cheek. Perfect. And Trick, do you try to kiss Hella? <laughs> or punch him? kissing the pavement. <laughs> Trick sleeps in. Not on the day that the caravan. No. Unfortunately not. So, you guys have joined up with the caravan. You've gotten the job. Your qualifications, references all checked out. And you are traveling westward across West Nod. Now, there isn't a nice highway between South Tower and Weldon, like there is between Weldon and the other major cities that are much older that are in the main part of West Nod. So you are going to be following tracks and things like that uh, because caravans do travel this way, but it's not gonna be a super smooth ride and there's not really towns along the way. There might be staying like at farm stands and stuff like that when convenient to the route. But the, the way the caravan starts off is actually a bit of a, a production because the River Weldon is right here. So the caravan gets like properly assembled on the west coast of the River Weldon. So there's a lot of hubbub at the docks in the morning of like ferrying all these carts there's actually like already a little like tent town on the other side of the river, but like goods are being sent over to the carts that were already set up there. So some people on the caravan are like your friend Mary Ellen, professional carters, and they don't like own the goods that they're taking. Like other people have their own cart and they are transporting their own goods. And everything gets all together and this large group heads out. So there's goods being transported. There's prisoners being transported. There is like a cart for them to like lock them up in, but 
they're like initially walking along. Yeah. Not stuck all up in the cart. If they misbehave, then they'll get stuck in the cart. You might think like, oh, but then they get to ride. Except then they're like, it's the height of summer. You're going to be like stuffed into this closed in wooden box. No air movement or things like that. Probably freedom is a little bit more yeah. of a luxury for them. So they are cuffed to a chain and made to walk along. You recognize Afa, who was the other rat lieutenant in the scuffle last time. So you guys got the job. Your guards and... Does that mean we have weapons out? Is that what the guards do? You don't walk with sword in hand all day Or long. like bow is more you, of what I was thinking. Right. You're, you're, a guard's job is not to like be constantly ready to strike something. That's right. a good way to wear yourself out. Right. But you are supposed to be alert. And if you wanted to be more scout-like, you certainly could apply yourself in that direction. But the person who hired you, your job is to stop any trouble that happens and stay alert. That's your instructions. Going you... into or going out of the caravan. Yes. Henrik? Yes, yes. Very good, very good. Your old pal is present with a contingent of the South Tower official guard. They are not anybody that you know. They weren't at the previous scuffle. They are specifically guarding the prisoners. And that is their purview on this trip to Ellen. Whereas... You and some other mercenaries are hired for the protection of the caravan, and there's more mercenaries hired for protection of the caravan than usual because, uh, you know, this forced involvement of a criminal element. As you head out and roll along, various hijinks can and will ensue. On the second full day on the road, the first set of hijinks happens, which is a mother panicking that she's lost her one of her children and going up and down the caravan, trying to find this missing child, and calling for the young kid, and uh, getting very upset and worried about what has become of the child. How, how big was this kid? The, Down here. The missing child is nine years old. Old enough to get into trouble. <laughs> how big is that? Right, because you you would have so, no idea. Because like, yeah. a nine year old elf is like <laughs> is like waist high. I mean, we're a little taller though. <laughs> so you engage with the frantic sure. mother. Franny grabs one of her other kids. Looks like this, but shorter. Like she's got like a seven year old here, and so she's like Fion is is about this size, but she's a little taller, just as real thin, and was last seen by the goats. Wait, are we moving? Yep. We're traveling it's right now? Moving along. Okay, I can see why long. she'd be really concerned. Yeah. Doing a walk and talk. Yeah. Well, she's doing a scurry around. and. Well, yeah. So, Fionn was last seen by the goats, and like the mom has checked there. She's checked a variety of carts and things like that. Okay, is there anything... Do you have anything of... Sorry, the kid is Fionn? Fionn. Yeah, was she? Yes. Okay. What was she wearing? Yeah. She was wearing a homespun, completely drab outfit, just like this other child is. You're trying to see if Mate could... Yeah, like, this could be a tough one. It's not someone he's seen at all. Oh, you want him to fly up and look around? Yeah. You might be able to just look around to get some ideas. I don't know if she... specifically. Okay, so she does tell Fionn is a redhead. Okay, is her whole family redheads? 
they they vary in hair color. I guess the one other kid probably is, yes. Like auburn and light brownish. Okay. And like strawberry blonde is the there's like six kids. So they're a range of hair in that in that range, but um red hair is, is less common. So that's maybe something to help you spot Fionn if, if you're willing to, to look around. The the mom is kind of like, you know, she's only one person, she She's kind of like got her older kids minding the younger ones here so that nobody right. else gets lost. But, you know, she's kind of afraid, like, as she goes down the caravan this side, Fiona could go up the caravan on the other side. And, and she keeps losing kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're able to go in an opposite direction as she is, then that might give her some hope. Right. Is there anything Fiona particularly likes? Any particular kind of treat? Especially if it's something that makes noise. A treat that makes noise? Oh, like, what do elves eat? I don't know. Uh, very originally, I was thinking of very, food. Very crunchy food? And then I was thinking of a toy. I like these little nuts. They make a lot of noise, and then you crack it open and eat it. She tells you that Fionn is very enamored of magic. Uh, is that common? A trick will actually ask. So then why isn't she with us? I hope it doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah. She's why not trying you, to like run away to Alduin. Why don't, why don't you make a charm check? Sure. Because you're now like... Brushing up against like cultural yeah. divide type things. So to make sure your question is asked in a manner she's good with. Okay. She's a mom. She is not at her most composed right now. That's fair. And she doesn't have any ranks in cool. Okay. But your question is deviating from like the topic of my child is lost, help yes. me find them. So there's a black guy. Yes. But I'm just a half-elf. I don't understand your ways. <laughs> He's going to smile through it. It's very charming. Yep. Success with two threats and a triumph. Okay. That way to start. Is this your child? <laughs> <laughs> and I have... It's, it's me. I, I pull him out of the back. <laughs> Which amuses the other children. <laughs> but you ask your questions about, like, is it common? Yeah. Then you perform some sleight of hand, essentially. A magic trick. And she says, yes, children are delighted by things like disappearing coins and, and such. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, but, but she says that they raised enough money for Fionn to try a year at Alduin. Oh, that's very impressive. And I... so this, right now the whole family is traveling west, but Fionn is going to continue past Weldon and on to, to the right. Isle. Because like 9 or 10 is about when you're supposed to start. Yeah. You have a triumph and you have two threats on your roll. Yes. Mate launches into the air and circles and then like heads off in a direction as if he has found something. He found something for himself. Of the appropriate color, perhaps. <laughs> Not a fox, perfect. <laughs> so the those threats are that Mate is not going to help you in your That's like for yanking him out initial check unless you decide that the direction he's going is the right one. And that would be spending the triumph. Or... Yes. Or something else for your triumph you could do. If you're going to spend your triumph, though, for me to be heading in the proper direction, then I'll have to do something else with those dice. No, that, that, that's fine. Find another, another tool for this He's going the right way, but he's not helping you. <laughs> okay. So you last saw Fiona near the goats. She's interested in magic. She must be a sharp kid if she's going to go to mage school, because you got to apply to get in, right? You have to have enough money. Right. You have to apply yourself in mm -hmm. mage school. It, it certainly is a lot of work from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard that uh, as well. That it is. How does Rick want to say it? Like, well, are like, they... not like oh, it'll beat you up, but are there mages in this caravan? Maybe. 
<laughs> but doesn't even think that way. She's like, maybe I'll cast Falcon Sight and I can look. You know, actually, among elves, you don't refer to yourselves as mages. No. Yeah. Mages are quite specifically human spellcasters. Well, because they like magic, but it sounds like a lot of trickery also falls under the magic thing yes. for children. But I don't know if they're like, oh, elves are magic or not. But, but. that is that is a very legitimate approach is to try to to find if there's mages present in the caravan, that could be a good place to look. All right, here's a wild idea. Was Fionn carrying like a water skin with her or anything? Do yeah. something I'm not good at at all. Try to douse with um, your douse, douse of tentacles. <laughs> well, did you bring a dowser? Well, I thought it. You know what? I could just ask the water. Uh, trickle asked, like, yeah, something. It sounded as crazy as that. Are you spending your triumph for this to work? Is that what's going on? I was intending to make a roll after, and perhaps I'll get an upgrade on it. Are I... you spending a story point for this child to sure. travel yeah, yeah, around yeah. with a water skin? They, they're not... traveling, apparently, so yes, it would make sense that they would have a water skin, so I'll spend a story point. Okay. Then yes. Or, like, it's a water it's a water skin, but it, I don't know, she flavors it with something, some kind of flower or something. Okay. So it's a little more... There's, like, fragrant water. Yeah. Rose water. Okay. So it's not like river water. Trick is like desperately trying to remember any lesson that his dad has taught him about water dowsing over the years. So Trick, you are going to attempt to douse. Yes. Yes, I am. That's a survival check. Yes. But you now like have reached this understanding that there is some inherent magic to it. Yep. So you can make a survival check and you can have a blue dye added to it because you further grasp the nature of dowsing. But what you are attempting to do is find a very specific and rather small quantity of water in a large space, which is transporting a bunch of liquid anyway. It's a tricky business. So I think this is actually a base of four purples. Yep. It's, I can try to help with theory. That might if be I know helpful, that's what actually. you're doing, then... It's getting upgraded with difficulty. I have successfully water doused. This is true. Hepa can give you a blue dye of assistance if you discuss with her your recent understandings that this is in fact magic. I think Trick will say, let me let me consult with my cousin for a second. Well what, dowsing is magic? Yeah. Of course. So I think Trick says like, I want to try to douse for this flavored water. Oh, that's very clever. Or it's outrageously stupid. One of those two things. Well, I don't have as much experience with dowsing, but it theoretically seems... But you do have a lot of experience with different variations on liquids. Like, because of alchemy she's studied? Yes. So, like, the way in which rose water is... And how they are magically different? Different, yeah. I mean, you would just reach into the fae. Gonna make up some language, I think. (laughs) That's fine. And just sense for the essence of the rose, right? And, like, Trick is fiddling with his... His knuckle dusters, well, okay. that's what they're calling it now, and he's okay. All right, so you're going to use your knuckle dusters as your implement? Yep. So but like... you have to be very specific because it's a much smaller amount, and it's within the rest of what is around. Do any of your other kids have this beverage? Just so we can sample. Uh, yes. This is the specific type of water that, yep. that her family carries, so you can have an additional blue dye. And this is a survival check? Yes. Okay. Even though we are saying that dowsing is a magic, right. it is uses the survival skill. Yeah. Oh, and I can spend a story point myself. It seems like upgrade. it's fortunate that she used they're used flowers because that is even more a more natural 
is a good point. And you included the upgrade from your triumph. I did. Okay. That's why I had three, because normally I have two yellows. I was just wondering why you seemed like you were panicking so much when you had six good dice to only four bad dice. Bad dice do bad things to me. Because of magic. He's like, I'm not a magic. And I'm not, I'm not a natural Ooh, that's right. This is magic. If you roll threats. Wait, so it is magic? So <laughs> it is verse? We'll see. No, we'll it's not verse. It's definitely not verse. I'm very curious to see if this is going to work. Hep is really interested in this experiment. So, you are fiddling with your knuckles. Yes. But are you holding them loosely enough that they can point in the direction of water? I think he has to be, because he's... He's probably almost like not wrapping them together, okay. but they'll like flip and be a pause and flip and a pause. Not juggling, but this is little finger dancing. Oh man, that is going to be a failure because there's so many advantages. Where so many is five. Okay, five is a lot of advantages. Yes. This does not work. That's, I'm asking too much. You are. But with five advantages... You can spend them in various ways. Okay. You could, of course, spend some to become boost dice for your next plan. Like Hepa had suggested maybe trying to see if there were mages present. That may be a good idea. You could also conceivably spend them to gain insight into your water dowsing routes or whatever. The caravan was like following the river at this point. The caravan assembled on the other side of the river and probably yes. You are following the western bank of the River Weldon. Okay. And you are heading southwest. So if, I don't know if it would be possible to get some magical read on the river. It, that's not mechanically very useful, but that's new to trick as far as, like, he talked about talking to the water. Why don't I just <laughs> ask him? So you're, you're playing with your knuckle dusters, and you're kind of flipping them around, and they keep, like, they keep directing your hands, like, back towards where the river is. And, like, so dowsing is happening. Yeah, and Trick needs to get a better understanding of that, like, okay, yes, there's a huge river next, like, the biggest river in this kingdom. Other than you can't try to extract the tiniest signal compared to this. But you probably get a sense of what a successful dowsing feels like, and maybe what it feels like to do something through your knuckles. Yeah, something Maybe like you that, get a maybe. sense, I don't know if he, if he knew already that you could kind of cast through them, but maybe he actually can feel it probably now. This may be the first time you've successfully doused. I think that is definitely the case. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, That's what good use for advantages. This year would be so proud. I mean, he's already proud of you. But... Well, I could find a river when I'm right next to it. All right. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Uh, you can also have a blue die on your next roll to... Uh, I, yeah, I'll probably be passing that forward to Hepa's. I mean, I could try Falcon Sight to look, but it does occur to me that maybe, not to put it all on trick, maybe you could get just a social chain going of people looking kind of like a grapevine down the caravan. Yeah, I'm trying to think the right way to frame this, because one, being on a caravan is boring, so anything to look for is interesting. The two appropriate skills that come to my mind for doing that, I think probably the best one is leadership. You're organizing a group to do something. Yes, or I was considering, my friends, I heard that there may have been a goblin trailing our caravan with a great red cloak over their head. Keep a close eye out if you see this creature and let us know immediately. I was thinking something more along the lines. Have you seen a female child named Fionn with yes, red hair possible? Then I get to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think what you are proposing would have any chance of success. You would be okay. telling them to look for the wrong thing. Okay. You would be telling them to look for something that is a threat to the caravan. I Yes, but my thinking was they'll be much more vigilant for that. And that's 
falls in the purview of their job. Well, I feel like they might find her faster, but not tell us. That's I worry about getting the information back would be like they're oh yeah there's a red haired child but it's a, a shape shifting mage out there in the guise of a <laughs> no let's go with Hepa's idea a small child okay if you are going with the idea of getting other people to look you either need to order them to do this in some fashion or coax them into doing it you cannot just ask them without some sort of social role. Yeah, so that would be one thing we could do. I could also just try to slap some falcon sight on us and we just kind of look. I think that's a good thing to try. I'm happy to cast. Yeah, uh, I guess I can like give you a boost up to the highest place. Like, get on top of the cart. Or your horse. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'll just cast falcon sight and see if I can see anything that looks like either mages or redhead children. Start with the goats. Okay, so what this will be is you will first... Cast your augment, mm-hmm. and then you will make a perception check. Base difficulty is two purples. I think you're getting a blue die from the the good magical vibes in this location from the oh yeah yeah the advantages earlier. Yep, you do have a story point if you want it, which would add another good die to your pool. That is true. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Success with two advantages. Okay, so two strain. Do you have ideas on how you wish these advantages to be spent? I mean, I could try to just add blue dye to the perception check. Okay. Subsequent, even though I'm sure there's some exciting knowledge she could get, but it doesn't always have to be about knowledge. It is exciting. It's your first time doing it. Yeah, that's true. But I could use it for the perception check for sure. And now the difficulty is going to be three purples Mm -hmm. because of the size of the crowd. Right. But I'm going to let you have a blue die because you are actually looking for multiple things. Okay. Like a red-headed child or a mage. Like So you have like a couple leads to follow, right. so we'll give you a blue die. But then we're also going to upgrade one of your purples to a red in case you find the wrong thing. Because I'm easily distracted. A goblin with a red cloak over its head, for example. Who knows? Okay, so I succeed. So you are on Butterbell's back which gives you a vantage point, and you have enhanced your own vision. Mm-hmm. You haven't experienced this yourself before. Right. You have given yourself a different type of vision than an elf normally has. Right. So, like, contrast is enhanced, slightest movement stands out. It is very much like how falcons detect movement and, and things like that. So... It is a a different experience, and it helps you pick out things. So a movement catches your eye of a person with a sort of medium-sized stick waving their arm like so, and a little burst of light coming out of it. Okay. And that's what catches your eye. There's a mage further back in the caravan. So behind us. Okay, I see. It looks like somebody's casting something a little showy. Showing me up. That might be a good place to look. Right. Maybe entertaining children, I don't know. That could be. Then your eyes get distracted, there's there's another bird and it looks tasty. <laughs> well, there's a delicious mouse, field mouse, which maid is eating. Not sharing, I tell you. Rude bird. <laughs> okay, we can definitely check that out. Uh, I tell Franny, you know, we're pretty sure there's a mage. Like, as part of the caravan, or just Traveling with the caravan, yep. Okay, okay. So there's a good chance the kid is just lost in the caravan somewhere. Or intentionally has... Or hiding among the caravan. Yes, yes, yes. 
be a good place to look, I guess. Yeah. We can maybe ask. Might as well fall back to that area. Okay. You guys can head back that way. Question. What is the scale of this caravan? How many people are we traveling with? There is at least 100 people. Okay, so it is a large... There's like a lot... Multiple carts. A lot of goods being moved. Alric, I told you, like, this is a regular route. Like, this is a regular caravan. The addition of the criminals was something different this time, but it's kind of like... People are not comfortable traveling this route by themselves. It's not a super well-established road. Okay. And so it's it's kind of like goods and stuff build up over spring or whatever. And then this is like the first big trip out in the last few months. Right. The first like harvest of whatever things that grow that fast. Yeah. Maybe like various spring crops, but also like there's a variety of preserved foods going as well as like other Manufactured is maybe too strong a word, but like the other like things produced by artisans, you know, there could be like linens in addition to alcohols and brick and sheep, perhaps some logs. <laughs> Wait a minute, logs? Where did you get these logs? <laughs> Tell me. It's just a book where we keep track of what <laughs> of inventory. <laughs> I can write and read. Can you? <laughs> um, maybe that was a conversation you had with the caravan leader earlier. <laughs> okay, so Trick, do you like swing up on a butterbell and you guys go charging down the caravan? Like, what is your approach? Oh, I was thinking we could just slow down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> we just like step the side of the, the caravan catch up. Yeah, because we are still looking, because even if she's working her way back up, we can yeah. still be looking for she her. She likes magic. She's probably hanging out with that mage. Yeah. You're going to want to talk to the mage anyway. Yes. Okay. So you step aside and things roll past you. Carts full of barrels and various other things. Some people snicker. Like, oh yeah, lazy guards, taking a rest. Do you have any rejoinders? Sorry, is this other guard saying this is like the caravan drivers? This, the carters this is, or whatever? This is somebody driving a cart who is remarking on guards who seem to be like taking it easy on the side of the road. I'm trying to think. I'm on a horse. It's not like it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it even worse. Yeah. Hey, my goal is to make it look as easy as possible for you. If it gets exciting, that means we screwed up. Okay, that's a good comment. Which, it will screw up later. Yeah. You may make a charm check. Sure. I suppose I'm not launching invectives at him, so that is appropriate. What is this Carter's cool? Two purples and a black, which you're just going to throw away. That is a success with two threats and a triumph. You break through this cart driver's the tough exterior. Just <laughs> like charming everybody in the group. And you know, the, the fellow's like, that's a good point. I, I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> but he keeps moving. Believe me, we both want this trip to be as boring as possible. <laughs> um, Which is a lie coming from Trick, but... You have two threats on this roll? Yeah. Alright, mate returns from a different direction. Late, like, flew right, forward up the caravan, but mate returns to you, and, like, in his... Know. What does he have? In his, one of his little claws, he's got a little bird fist of red hair. <laughs> you know, strictly speaking, I didn't ask you to do this yet. <laughs> you have a triumph. Do you have thoughts on your triumph? Unrelated to the triumph, I really feel like I hope that red hair makes it into his nest. Yeah, like, why don't, why don't you say that for your roost, pal? He's not, like, blood on his claws, right? Um... Probably he's just ripped a little out. Could have been from any, any of her kids, I don't know. 
He does not seem to have suffered any damage. I was more concerned he was someone else's blood on his claws. Oh. Although I guess he probably did some hunting too, so it's impossible to say. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, uh, ideas with the triumph. Charming triumph. Could you get more information from this guy? Or what do you, you, you care about your reputation. That is true. I think the, the triumph will be like, if there's any excitement, Trick Manu will take care of it. <laughs> okay. Like we, like, we hope there's no, it's as boring as possible, but there, if there's any excitement, Trick Manu. If you see a ghost, let me know. Okay. So you consume your triumph to spread your reputation, but also that people will alert you at the first sign of something interesting about to happen. Perfect. Nice. I thought we were looking for a little girl. Look. You basically found her already. A goat or a this is all that's left of her. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, pixie dragon ate her. <laughs> you got another kid though, right? She's that's just... a magpie. Common misconception. Good news. You now have a bunch of money you can spend on something else. Yeah. All right. The caravan rolls forward. Yeah. Catch sight of... Somebody in a brown burlap kind of robe material, and they are talking with a red-headed child. So the caravan rolls forward. You point out, like, ah, there's a mage there, and when you do so, then Franny sees Fionn is there and goes running up to grab the little girl by the ear. Now... Is our whole family traveling to Alduin, or just Fionn is going to Alduin? Fionn is the, is the only one in the family who is continuing on to Alduin. The rest of them are stopping at Weldon? Yes. Okay, but they're part of the caravan? Yes. Okay. So, in fact, it is almost entirely normal for her to be talking to this mage. Yes, but she apparently like she... vanished without yeah, any say, and by the goats, you know, this is a completely different part of the caravan. I didn't realize the goats were part of the caravan. I thought the goats were just in a field nearby somewhere, and this person you know, was a local farmer. Trick them. <laughs> I didn't realize how big the caravan was. I thought it was just the prisoners initially. Okay, but we understand the scale now. We've gotten her there. Yes. So the mom admonishes Fionn for for running off, for leaving her post, and uh, Fionn she gives as good as she gets. Her argument is that if she's to have any chance at Alduin, she needs to like get started as soon as possible. And Tomas here was like able to start telling her some things, and you know, so she's getting started on her studies, not even paying for it yet. <laughs> That's a good deal. <laughs> um, this is what you hear as she's being dragged further up the long column of carts and other animal-drawn things. Back to the goats that are traveling with the caravan. The goats that belong to her family. Also did not realize those goats belong to that family. <laughs> the, I, th- that is the first moment I made that connection explicit. <laughs> it's a big caravan. You can't be expected to know everybody in it, know everything about it. That's clear now. You've been focused on the threats. So this mage is just like, he was just talking to this girl, or did, are there other children there? Or? He was just talking with Fionn. Okay. He's got a short little wand. He doesn't have like a a staff. He looks somewhat young himself, definitely older than any of those children. Teeth? He has teeth. Hair. You're going to have to roll to see if he has hair. He's got a little hood hood up. (laughs) Actually, probably has the hood down because it's hot out. So, yes, he has some hair. He's brown. 
and curly. And he looks a little downcast that his conversational partner was just taken away. Old buddy, if only As I knew. He was having a good time, like, being the super educated person in the room. Or the, the road. It is a good deal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could see sh- a light show. Do you wish to do anything? Would you wish to swipe to the next thing that goes wrong in the caravan? I assume Hepa would like to interrogate this Oh, person. I would love to just chat with him a little bit. I mean, I know that we're kind of on a job, so I don't want to get too distracted and get us in trouble. But I would happily introduce myself. I'm Hepa. Are you, you a mage? Have you traveled to Alduin? Is that where you trained? He tells you that he is returning to Alduin to finish his schooling. He was just recently on a, an internship of sorts. Oh, in South Tower? Yes. Yes, his family is from South Tower. And uh, the first couple internships you do, like, those are generally done closer to Alduin, but now that he's getting closer to his final years in the school, he was allowed to get a posting further afield. What sort of internships do you do? Well... Or what does what does an internship... Now she's curious. What does is, what is a magical internship entail? Well, for him, um, it was... He got a spot at the local House of Light and was able to observe close hand um, a white mage at work to help him decide if he wants to be a white mage or not when he finishes his schooling. He got to learn some aspects of their work. They treat people. So he did learn some basic medicine bandagey type stuff, as well as get some mentoring from from the mages there on um, arcane spells. And he goes... With his little wand and like a few little fireball things come out, similar to what Catchin did in the swamp. Right. As his like, I will do the most basic thing possible. This guy likes his flashy, flashy. <laughs> Can't blame him. I mean, yeah, Hepa will engage him about that. So tell me what you're doing with that, you know, like with the spell. Oh, this is the fire missiles. <laughs> you doubt that this kind of movement is required to cast the spell. Right. But he's got this kind of like wind up with his arm and then like he launches them from like the end of his little wand and he's just kind of like shooting them at nothing so you don't know whether it's actually going where he's aiming or not right right right. (laughs) it seems like it's more like a utility from Heppo's perspective more of a utility so can you feel it when you're pulling the magic she tries to use the words catch and used about like resting when you're resting the magic from the from the does Heppo remember the what Any of the technical it? terms? No, she doesn't. So yeah. she's going to use resting, like... You could make a lore check if you want oh, to yeah. see, like, how much she remembers. Like, Catchin definitely used jargon you weren't familiar with, but if right. you want to try to get some of the words right, you can definitely make a lore check. What's the difficulty on that? It's average, but there's a black die, because it's kind of like foreign concepts, but it is stuff that I imagine Hepa scribbled down, like, as much as she could remember, yeah. as soon as she had a chance to. Yeah, I mean, it would be really easy for her to insert primal magic and, like, fey language, so she has to translate as she asks. And she is kind of asking, like, does it hurt when you pull magic from where it's not supposed to be? From where it's not supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, so she succeeds with two advantages. Okay. So you remember the right terms, and you talk about the Ethereum, which is where Kachin said that the energy was being wrested from. Yeah, so basically she's just trying to get him to describe what it feels like, or if he can even feel it. She's just kind of like, can you feel the pulling like it's resisting you or whatever? And he's like, well, not anymore. I've mastered this spell. 
And he, like, sends another launch. So he knows one spell. <laughs> um, but, but he says, you know, like, of course, it took many years of study and effort to be able to, to reshape the energy in this manner. Okay, so he describes it as reshape. She's just kind of taking note as she can of how he's describing it. Yes, but his for all that he dresses up his statement, like, it's clear that it was hard to do for a long time. Right. And, like, maybe he's got this one down, but probably not so much other things. I guess compared to the elvish, like, primal fate, it probably isn't as much about it's difficult to do, it's harder to concentrate, and, and like... For you guys... We had talked about your magic as as a channeling of yeah. energy, whereas theirs is maybe more of a, a forcing of energy from one place to another. Right. By roots that are not already there. Whereas with you, it's like there's these pathways here. Sometimes you overload them. You know, sometimes you can't move things through them. But those pathways exist and are natural. And an elf discovers, like, themselves, like, how to use that. Whereas it sounds very much like what the human magic is, is, oh, somebody discovered there's a stockpile here. (laughs) An elf loses a day of their life. (laughs) The Ethereum, also known as the Voids. It comes from the Voids. (laughs) There's a woes going, these humans. That's an open question of, like, what is the Ethereum and how does that relate to... Fey energies and does it or not? Like is that's... it the same pool? Because the fey energies would be coming from somewhere, presumably, but maybe it's generated. Yep. So time. you don't know. All you know is that Kachin spoke of it as some other plane that had to be essentially violently wrest energy from. Sounds like nobody knows, but they made up a word for it. <laughs> I mean, just all translation, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think he's necessarily full of himself, this Tomas character. He's proud of, like, you know, how far he's come in his studies. He is good at telling a story. He had a really good time with his internship, and of course it was nice to see his family again, but he is looking forward to getting back to school. You know, you never know what happens if you're out of there too long, what new things might have gone down, or who will still be there or not. Like, because people graduate, or people don't graduate? Uh, you want to make a yeah. social check? Sure. Well, make a social Are you making a charm? streetwise-y thing? Uh, well, you know what? I think it, it is a streetwise-y thing. Because Trick's initial read on that is like, did someone get kicked out? Not did someone flunk out. Or banished. However, Katchen got kicked out. <laughs> or left. Yeah, so like, someone did it like, not work out. Trying to indicate like, not flunk out, but... Uh, how difficult is this? This is only two purples. Uh, that is success with one advantage. So he tells you um, certainly people finish their schooling and head off into the world, and that's that's a rolling kind of thing. So it's not like you're, it's a 10-year program. It's you finish when you finish. It but if it takes you longer than 10 years, you're, you're getting out with a clerking position. It generally takes 10 years, but when you finish is not like set in stone because you have to go up before the board essentially and then you have to go through your naming ceremony and like those are all things that are like subject to the jargon 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 um so essentially there is some sort of mystical ceremony type thing that happens at the end at which point like the oracles like bequeath you a name with you're like asking this question. He's like, "Well, it's going to be Tomas, obviously, but but it's it'll be imbued with power." Is your name not already Tomas? It is, but it's just Tomas. 
But it would be Tomas imbued with power. Exactly. I mean, I do kind of understand that. So essentially, because there's this ceremony that like involves these kind of oracular, super advanced mages, it's not something that they just crank through like everybody in one day. I see. But some people aren't really like super into magic, and they're kind of just there because their parents put them there. And if they suddenly inherit, you know, they might leave to go deal with dad, or if their parents like find a good match for them, they might leave to go get married or something. Or, you know, if they uh, do things they shouldn't, then, you know, sometimes there's serious, you know, you don't want to... Well, like playing a prank on the oracles? Or what is something you shouldn't do in mage school? He, uh, he kind of drops his voice and he says, Curse people. It shows immaturity. <laughs> That's fitting. the problem. It shows immaturity. <laughs> so not like blowing up a... The- for sure. <laughs> Something's going on my Yes. So he says that there was a case a long time ago where... Uh, What's a long time to you? We're elves. We don't understand your human time scales. He doesn't remember exactly what year it happened. It, it was maybe like, like a thousand years ago. Okay. A, a long time ago. But yeah, so this, this one student like cast curses on other students and, and that clearly showed that he was immature. You know, and unbefitting of becoming a mage, you know, so they expelled him. And it turned out they were totally right. You know, he, he went on to become this necromancer and then a lich and everything. And like, so, uh, yeah, the school masters and, and mistresses, they have a, a sharp eye towards uh, detecting problems. Hmm. So how do they learn? Is that something that is taught, but you're not supposed to use? Or you already know how to do it? Cursing? He imagines that probably people experiment based on like the knowledge they gain in class. Okay. Trick would try to. He wants to try to suss out like, does it seem like Tomas has experimented at all? Like he seems on the on the straight right now. I guess I'm asking for a vigilance roll on okay. his statement. To evaluate any yeah. like. How up and up do I think Tomas really is? Okay. This is also two purples. He's not super deceptive. No, I don't know if he actually is deceiving or not. But... That is one successful triumph. He's probably done like a little bit. It, it doesn't seem like he's done anything nefarious. Right. But it, but it definitely sounds like pretty much anybody, they learn stuff and then they go try things out that's beyond their reach. And they, and they, right. And the maturity is, I should not do that. Or I do it carefully. Or, you know, like, I don't do it caught. I don't do it to other people. Yeah. yeah, I don't do it to other people. I don't start keeping dead squirrels and bats and seeing if I can bring them back to life. He makes a comment, like, along those lines also. Somehow, like, because you were talking about this, like, curse, this kid who cursed. Like, so he, yeah. he mentions, like, that there was another student also, you know, hundreds of years ago who started experimenting with dead animals and things like that. And, and that also, like, she killed a bunch of people and, like tore up the graveyards on Alduin, and she had a bad end, but brought lots of other people to a bad end along the way. Yeah. You have a triumph on this. Would you like to spend that on information? Yes, information is good. Okay. So he's telling you these things about, like, oh, this happened a thousand years ago, this happened hundreds of years ago. It happened in the last, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15-ish years (laughs) (laughs) that you may have heard from older students. Even that is too far back. He can tell you that, like, there was, like, an expulsion... Four years ago. Only four years ago. I wonder how young this catches. 
Okay. Maybe he was almost graduating. It's, it's hard to tell how old Catchin is because of how unhealthy he looks. Yeah, but yes, I thought 27 or something. I don't know no, why. That was Elric. Oh, okay. Catchin is young 20s. It's all Elric all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this does sound like Catchin was almost graduated. So he doesn't name the student, right. but he tells you like that there was a student expelled like four years ago. So for Tomas, he was only a few years into mate school, so like like he didn't know the he didn't know that guy the upper year students. But you know, it's really hard on the classmates who are left behind because they come under additional scrutiny and they start asking around like, oh, like who is this person spent all this time with? What's that person doing now? And and so. <laughs> you could see there's a bit of a witch hunt, right? Because we're all witches. Anyway. <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we just smile. That <laughs> was just polite. She's like, mm-hmm. But he's not, like, criticizing the masters for expelling the student. Right, like, but he, he said, like, it puts stress on right. everyone. Does he say why the student got expelled? Like, so what was he doing? It's not like it was just a curse. So from his, from Thomas's perspective... We're all leaned in close now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas says that he heard that the student was studying a lot of forbidden topics. All right, he's going to list like a bunch of things here, which to him all sound like the same level of bad, but to you may not. So he's like, he was talking back at teachers. He was like going into parts of the library that only like the teachers are allowed to be in. He was... Asking questions about forbidden topics. Okay, okay. So he had told you some examples of, like, the long-ago past. And what he's telling you right now, the student who was expelled four years ago, did not animate dead squirrels. That this guy knows, though. Did not curse other students. And um, get caught. And get caught. But Tomas tells you, like, that this student had an unhealthy interest in the undead. And uh, that students are not mature enough to deal with those topics. Only the masters are. And I, I feel like as he's saying this, it's like he's reciting a line his teachers have told him. Yeah, but it sounds like he believes it. Right, right. You can think of somebody you know who wouldn't believe that. Yes. Okay. I think Trick will stop prying. That's a lot of... I thought, I mean, we need to get back to the yeah. thing, but... <laughs> We've got a job we're supposed but to be doing. Heppa would like, and I'm sure I'll have to roll for this. What kinds of things are forbidden topics? What? Yeah, what is forbidden among human-made design? Yeah, that's what... Elves, different things are forbidden. Like, nobody gets to learn how to start a forest fire. Oh, gosh. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Make a charm check. Yeah, I'm like, somebody tell me what else is on this list besides undead. Or is it just undead? That's fine. All right, what's the difficulty of this? Two purples and a black. You are asking about forbidden things. Yeah, I'm asking him to say... Do you feel like I'm helping you with... You can have either three presents or two rings. I would take any help. Maybe another green's a good idea. I think so. All right. Trick is helping you. I just have one advantage. Okay. Tomas doesn't take offense at your question or anything, but he's... He's like, we're not allowed to talk about it? No, it's it's not that he would say he's not allowed to talk about it. His response is that, like, he doesn't do any forbidden things. Oh, like, he, he doesn't does study any forbidden topics. So, essentially, like, oh, I've got nothing to do with forbidden stuff. Right. We're never going to know what's forbidden. <laughs> so hard to... To move through this world if nobody will tell you what you're not supposed to do. That is why it's called forbidden. Yeah. I do tell him to, you know, be careful with those fire missiles if, you, if he's near any trees. Oh, right. Forest fires. Yes. And, you know, well, hopefully things worked out for that that student, too. Maybe he had a rough time during the war, or his family did. Uh, and Thomas says, oh, hopefully uh, he learned what he wasn't supposed to do and he stopped doing it. 
learned what he wasn't supposed to do. Well, yeah, I imagine he did. <laughs> what Tomas meant was, yes, I, I understand. Seen the you know the results of his actions and the seriousness of them reformed his ways and is now hopefully a, a clerk somewhere. I, what I'm hearing is that if I want to find out what's forbidden, I need to go to Alduin and push the limits until somebody tells me what isn't allowed. And then I'll know what the forbidden topics are. Sounds about right. Well, thank you for talking to us. All right. And that's Tomas. If you guys need to roll to recover, I don't know what you're saying. I'm actually good on strain. I just feel like this girl is going to get plenty of time to talk to him when she's continuing on her way with to the same destination he is. Yeah, but if you're nine years old, you're impatient. It's right yeah. there. <laughs> this guy wants to talk. Most adults don't want to know you exist at all. The caravan rolls on. GM Jennifer here. This episode's description of Falcon Sight was inspired by information from What It's Like to Be a Bird by David Allen Sibley. In case you hadn't guessed it yet, we really like birds. Also, this episode introduces several new NPCs. Prior to starting this arc, I asked the players what types of characters they were interested in encountering on this journey. They gave me the basics, another spin on human mage, a precocious child, grizzled veterans, and so on. This whole arc was mainly conceived as vignettes centered around those ideas. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Wisnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>